I'm just learning more and more each day of my need for you to work in my own life and uh, in the life of, of all, all that are here. Uh, and God, we just need you. And um, Lord, we just ask you to move. We ask you to work. Uh, Lord, I ask you um, for some that are here that are uh, just disturbed or hurt just from things from this week. Lord, you'll begin to heal them. Uh, it could be things from this month or, or this year, Lord. I just ask, God, that you'll reveal yourself just to be real, that you love them, that you have a plan for them. And, uh, God, as we get into, into your, your word, um, Lord, I just ask that it will take root in my life and in the life of each one here. Lord, help us to seek you and follow you wherever you lead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, don't, say, don't say a word, okay? Y'all know what that was? Okay, don't say a word now. Just nods are good. Y'all know that one? Yeah. Do I look like a freak? Good. I want everybody to stand up. Romans, shh, quiet, don't say a word yet. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay? It's this. Do it with me. Say it out loud. We'll do it slowly. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, look at, y'all are just like Bible scholars. Ready? So, ready? Let's do that again. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay? Romans 3. You got to do that. The glory of God. The glory. It's like hallelujah. Okay? You got it? Let's do that one more time. Ready? For all have sinned. Come short of the glory of God. Okay? You got that. Now, let's do it without words. Ready? Go. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Now, that verse you've got down. And it's, it's... Listen. I want you to learn it, but I want you to know that verse. For all... Everybody has sinned and come short of God's glory. We all fall short. Do not lose that truth. Now, the next one was what? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through J.C., Jesus Christ, my Lord. Our Lord, my Lord. I say my Lord. Okay, ready? Let's do that again. Romans 6.23 is for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Okay? One more time. Let's do that one. And listen, I want you to learn this. I want you to know this. But there's a point to do this. Now, ready? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Okay? No words. Ready? Let's go. Y'all are pretty close. We're also okay, everybody? Sit down. Good job. Good job. Jack, you are right on it, baby. I don't care what anybody else says. All right. You, sweetheart, you may want to hit those lights a little bit up there in the back. I want y'all to be able to read in the Bible. We're going to be in the book of where? 
Romans, Romans, very good. Who, who wrote the book? Paul, 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 Paul wrote the book. And um, who, who did he write the book to? Rome, who in Rome? Believers in Rome. Wasn't a church at the time. Around what year did he write it? 56, 57 AD, we believe, about 28 years after the resurrection of Christ. Okay, this is when he wrote it, okay? It is so chocked full of just fantastico stuff, and I can use that word here, it's okay. It, um, and, and we are, are about to hit a, a spot that I love. Some of you, I think, will probably have heard this before. Um, last week, we talked about, I won't ask you, because some of you will be like, uh, uh, last week we talked about... Really, how God is righteous, holy, pure, perfect, without flaw. And because of this, He is loving, but He's also just. If He's going to be all that stuff and He's right, then He's got to be just. He cannot fib or change the, the rules. We talked about how sin c- will cause strife between you and God, and a debt must be paid, something must be put to death in order for that sin to be made right. A debt, just like someone who breaks into uh, your grandma's house and beats her up. Um, you want them to pay a, a debt. You want them to be caught and the judge to throw them in jail for a certain amount of time so that they will learn that it's not right. They've got to pay the debt. Just like that sin has got a debt that must be paid. And if it's not paid, then um, you cannot have relationship with God. And without re- relationship with God, you are you are bound to hell. There, there's no choice. It's, it's, that's what your sin has earned you. So we had a great time, right? Did y'all really enjoy, enjoy that? I, I mean, I enjoyed it because it's, it's just a great truth for us to be aware of. That God's wrath, when it talks about its wrath, it's not a hateful wrath. It's hateful towards sin. But God has that wrath because he's just. And he's got to have it against things that aren't right. And he will have that wrath. In verse 18, look at there. I don't think I've got it on the screen. But if, if you look at verse 18 in your Bible, which I know you've all got. And uh, make sure I will harp on you until my last day. Um, bring your stinking Bible. Uh, Verse 18, Romans 1, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the, the truth. That's where we were last week. We're going to move on now. And actually, we're going to do five verses this week. Okay? I know it's extensive, but I have faith in something. You and, and more in God. Okay. So let's look at the next verse, Romans 1, chapter 19, and we're going to look at two things, okay? God reveals himself, he is revealed, and then man's response, okay? God has revealed himself and man's response to it, and we're going to look at sort of what they say about it, and it really applies to us. So take a look at this, because... If you look at this, you're going to see yourself in it. If you give this a chance, you will see yourself in it. So Romans chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says this, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Okay, I want you to see this first point, and that is this, that God is revealed in us, okay? Now, if you look, we're, we're reading from tonight, I'm reading from the, the ESV. Now, there's tons of, of versions of the, the Word of God. Do you, 
Do you all know that? The, there's ESV. There's some that are translations, um, and then some that are paraphrased. Translations where they take the Greek or the Hebrew, what it was written in, and they take it and they, they deduce it out as clearly as they can. Par, par, paraphrase, which some are, is they sort of try to get the whole spirit of the verse and the meaning. They, they, they don't worry so much about the words exactly, but they want the spirit of sort of what they what was meant. So when you study the word of God, you want one that is a translation and not a paraphrase. The message is nice if you want to sort of try to understand what the text is saying, but it's a paraphrase. It's someone's thoughts on what the whole point is. That's just a a free free thing for y'all. Um, but I, what I, I want to do is I want to read verse 19 to you again, but not in the ESV, which is what we use all the time. Because sometimes if you read a, diff, a different ver, version, it can help to make it clear. And the, and the NASB is a fantastic one, which is really t- taken. It's almost the clearest one from the Greek and the he- Hebrew, but it's sort of choppy. It doesn't read as smooth a lot of times, but it's sort of the best word, word for word. So I think I've got it on the screen. Is that right? The verse 19 again, if you look one thing, p- perfect. This is um, in the NASB, and it says this. This is verse 19. It says, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. Now, do you? Uh, I want you to know this truth, that God has revealed himself within us. There's something inside of us that, that understands that there is a God. It's not hard for a kid to grasp the fact that there is a God. Have you seen that before? Kids seem to get that. They seem to understand that. They're drawn to that. It's not something you've got to really teach hard. They, their faith will go there right away. It's not a whole lot of work. But we find something that does occur. It, it says, you know, it, 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 it talks about it there. But as we grow older and really sin begins to become more and more part of, of our lives, the kids have sin in them. They're born to sin. I've got kids, they, they came out of the womb sinning. I mean, they, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't think that it could happen, but they do. I mean, they're just selfish, it's, and they, they do things, they lie. God bless them, we love them, but it's just, it, it's in them. They're not taught it, it's just what they do. But as we begin to sin more and more, I think it begins to pile on top of our lives. And if you look again, look at verse eight, 18 again. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And I think it, there's something about when a, a, a child is young, they can believe pretty easy in God. But as sin begins to pile up upon their life and sin begins to pile up on your life, and sometimes it's harder and harder because you get drowned by the things of the word. The scripture talks about that pretty clearly. Civilizations around the world throughout history have had a deep awareness of a creator God. These tribes that are all throughout, they all seem to speak and know that there's a higher power above themselves. They are aware that they're, they're not taught that. It's just sort of what is ingrained in them. But keep in mind that the sin tends to, to squelch. Now, I've got a, um, don't put this on the screen yet until I tell you to. But I've got a, um, who here's heard of Hel- 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 Helen Kel- Keller, right? She's a young lady uh, born in, I think, 1880. And she, um, at the age of 16 months, she got menin- meningitis or something like that, where she could not see, she could not hear, and she could not speak. Okay, I want you to understand that. You've heard a story before, many of you in school, I remember in school, I read it, I think y'all have too. She was blind, she was deaf, and she was mute. Okay? Think of, first of all, what that world would be like. The awful quiet, awful lonely, all, you know, 
And um, at the age of eight, a, a, a woman named Anne, Anne Sel- Sullivan came to teach her. And you go, well, how in the world do you do you, you can't like, hey, go, go, go. Hey, he- he- Helen, <laughs> Helen, over here. I mean, none of that works. And so she had to actually grab a hold of her hand and show her things with her hand and then do the sign language in her hand to begin to teach her how to talk. And she relentlessly, slowly did it. And, the, the, you know, you, you've probably heard the story. The thing that really made it click was when she did water and she felt it and she began to sign it in her hand. She felt it, began to sign her hand, and it began to click. And then Helen would not shut up in her own way. She could not talk at the time or hear or, or, or speak, but she wanted to learn what everything. She would grab stuff and then ask, what is it? And she would sign it and she would learn it. And that's how she learned to talk. Amazing girl. Well, one day, Ann Sullivan um, uh, tried to tell, begin to tell Helen about God, the concept of God and who God was. And Helen's response was this, that she already knew him. She just didn't know his name. Dude, that's powerful. Do you, do you, do you, and you know, so many years, you know, when I've heard the story, you feel bad for Helen Keller. You know how protected she was from the crud of this world? With the eyes and the, and, and the ears closed off. And when Anne began to talk to her, she goes, oh, oh, oh. I, I, when she explained who God was, she goes, oh, I already know him. I just didn't know his name. You go, our God is powerful, is amazing. And there's something inside of us where he is revealing himself to us. Are you with me? Is that cool to y'all? And you can put that on the screen. And, and we'll probably show this even for the next few weeks um, when we do announcements. But th- that's, that's what she said. It's written in, her, in the book. Now, she went on to write books. Amazing writer to learn to talk, to, to write her name. She could write her name. She's, she's deaf and blind, but she, she did learn somehow. I don't know how to speak. So uh, I'm sure she's probably but better than I could. So... <clears throat> God is revealed first within us, but I want you to know this, that God also reveals himself all around us. Look again at verse 20. It says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and things that have been made. So they are without excuse. All of man are without excuse. And you know what, what it's saying is when you look outside, sometimes when you, if we, you can ever take the time to whatever crud is going on or just, and I say crud, it, there's good crud and bad crud, I think. And I don't know if I can say that word. And, um, you know, it just fills your life. And if you can ever sometimes just lay that down and just go for a walk and go, Okay, let me just look for God at work. If you ever go to the beach and, and, and or go see the mountains or, um, Go see a, a, a little baby. Or you can so, so see God in the world that we live in if you give it a chance. I've got some pictures, I think, that are right after this. I just want you to... I, I put this up. I, I just sort of did a, a quick search. And so go ahead and let me see what I got. I, I'm not sure what. Uh, it's, a, it's a big storm. Um, awesome picture. The awesomeness. I think you can see awesomeness, the power of God who... who ordains things and, and uh, is in control of things. If you want, read uh, Job, I think, thir- 39 and see the great greatness of it. Is it 8 or 9, Jack? 38? Yeah, and uh, so let's go on. Uh, the next one, I've got a few of these. This one, was, I think, was just cool. I know it's not, uh, this is like, it's a, it's a house that's, that's been hewn into this. I would not want to live there because one little piece comes off the bottom and you you're better have your water gear on. Um, but that's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, it's amazing. Um, let's look at this next one. That was just a stunning picture. I couldn't get away. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Look at the sort of fish that are framed around the sea cow or the man- manatee. Um, 
Dude, I think you, you can see God in that. I mean, in, in the amazingness of what he's made and, and how he's in control of all things. Look at this next one. Look at this. This is a, a cloud on top of a Mount, Mount Fu, 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 Fuji. It says that God rolls out the clouds like a blanket. I think it says that in Job. Dude, if that's not that, I don't know what is. Let's look at the, ne- the next one. In a drop of water on a petal of flower thing um, with the reflection of something amazing. I mean, dude, if, if you can't see this and go, okay, this is just chance. This has sort of come from sludge and this is all just chance. What are you, what are you thinking? I was about to say, what are you smoking? But I'm trying to break that. that. Let's go to the next one. In the surf. In the, have you ever just sat and watched it? The tides. God has put that moon there and it works. You know, it, that Jake has. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of, it, 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 there, there's a, a use to it with the tides. Let, let's go to the, uh, the next one. This was just, I mean, the moon. He's hung the moon. Um, I just thought that was cool. I always go, man, I want to be that close to the moon. You know what I'm saying? Why ain't the moon that big over here? But, you know, I know it's just like the, the, way, it, the way it looks. Um, let, me, let me get y'all... Because um, even those shots, uh, creation screams God. It screams His majesty, His glory, His gr- greatness. Um, now that we're so advanced, or we're so smart, we think we are, let me just share some smart things that we've learned. The earth is located 93 million miles away from the sun. If we were just a little bit closer to the sun, we would burn up. If we were a little bit further away, we would freeze to death. But we're in this zone called the habitable zone. And they're hunting for a planet. You see it on the news all the time. And one day they might find one that's a lot, a lot like ours. But ours has all the things it needs with the tilt and the turn and the or- orbit around the sun is just enough. It sort of goes a little bit off or- orbit. It's not, it's not a pure round. It's a little bit off. That's how we have winter and summer because one, that time during the winter, it's the closest to the sun. During the, during the summer, it's it, the summer. It's closest to the sun. The winter, it's fur, furthest away. But it's just a slight wobble, very slight. A lot of them have a big one. And if it did that during just sort of four, four months of the year, we'd just cook and die. And then we might be able to survive for a little while, and then we'd freeze to death if it was just a little bit off from where it is. The atmosphere that we have is large enough to contain the type of air that we need. If it was any more, then um, it wouldn't stay in. If it was any higher, it's like 100 miles or 50 miles or something. I don't know. I'm not very scientific all the time. I know you're stunned. And, um, but if it was small, small, smaller, it would, it would compress us. We couldn't, we couldn't take it. So all that stuff fits to work. You know the earth is covered with water? I know you're stunned. And we need that for life, right? And know that 97% of the water that's on the earth is salt water. 97%, only 3% is fresh water. But God made this amazing filtration thing and this um, aqueduct thing that is called clouds that suck up in the evaporation. It sucks up the water into the clouds. Salt stays down, the pureness comes up, and it it floats around all throughout the world and drops it down. It's called rain. And that's how... We can survive on this planet. But I know it's all just dumb luck. I know this is all just dumb luck. And um, 
We can't see, see, uh, got it. Who's here of the bombardier beetle? Huh? Yeah? This beetle, I think it comes out there, its rear end, it shoots out a, um, a thing that it's two chem- chem- chemicals. You, you're you're going to wish you had this power. That, that when, they, when, they come to, when they come together and touch, they explode. And they do that to get away from the bad things that get away from them. Understand, both these things are contained in the bombardier beetle. And if it were to malfunction, Function, it would just blow itself up, but they never, that would be a bad day, wouldn't it? Man, my butt blew, blew me up. Um, but it shoots it out, and it, it explodes, but doesn't harm the, the beetle, but protects, protects it, and it never met, it messes up. Do not tell me God is not involved in the world. Some of y'all have ter- heard me talk about the eclipse. Have you ever seen an eclipse before, right? Sun, um, Sun, moon, whichever way. Moon goes in front of the sun, right? That, that, the solar eclipse, that's the solar eclipse? Yeah. Lunar eclipse, thank you. Hey, I've been out of science for 26 years. Um, whatever it is, it's an eclipse. And do you understand, y'all know that the moon's the same size as the sun, right? No, it's not the same size as the sun. No, no, the moon is very small. The moon is 400 times smaller than the sun. Okay, 400 times smaller, but it's 400 times closer to the earth than the sun is. If you take that, that and you bring it together, it looks like it's almost the exact same size. Do not tell me there's not a creator God that is involved in all this. Are you with me? Sort of, maybe. That's okay. I don't care. I've just enjoyed this. God reveals himself within us, and he reveals himself around us. And people, we need to be a little bit more in awe of this God and more speaking about it. And when some, 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 someone goes, man, how can you be dumb enough to believe in God? You can say, and you might not want to use the dumb enough back. I would want to. Well, how can you be dumb enough not to believe in God with everything that you can see? And you go, oh, it's all just chance. It all just, oh, life found a way. I could say a lot, but I'm not. Now, um, now this goes, you know what? God is saying that no man is without an excuse. He reveals himself within us and around us. And this is the question that comes most often with this. Okay? And, and it is, um, how can a, a loving God send an innocent tri- tribal dude to hell who's never heard about G- Jesus? See, the Word of God says... John fourteen six. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way. That's what he said. And if you believe in him, you better, that's what, that's what he said. And they say, well, how can a loving God send an innocent tribal per- person to hell who's never had a chance? They've never had a chance. And, and this is why, you know, it, it, well, I'll explain that in a, a second. And the truth is this. God won't send an innocent tribal person to hell. God will will not. Because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and no one is innocent, not one. Do you understand that no one is sent to hell because they did not believe in Jesus? They're sent to hell because of their sins. They chose to sin. 
Jesus is God's way to help mankind out. And and we because we, we think, well, how could he do it? Well, he's not sending them because they didn't believe in Jesus. He's sending them because they sinned. And that was never repented of. They chose sin. And throughout the word of God, even in Acts, because some people have said, well, if and some people believe, well, I believe if they've never heard about Jesus, then they'll still go to heaven. God will give them a a free pass. If that was the, the truth, then when the great commission where Jesus says, go into all the world, right? Baptizing them, discipling them in the name of the, the Father. If, if that, that was true, then Jesus would be wrong in what he said because of this. If that was true, that well, if they haven't heard, they haven't got a chance to make a choice, then um, God's going to accept them in heaven. Well, if that's truth, we need to shut up and not say a word to anybody about Jesus. Because once we bring his name to them, they're now responsible and we can be sending them to hell because we've actually told them that they've got to make a choice. If they don't know they've got to make a choice, then they're safe. Do you see the flaw? The flaw? That's why we as a church are trying to get behind this group called the Harangue Aromo people in Ethiopia that have never heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ until about a year and a, and, a, and a half ago. And we're wanting to come alongside and help because they're what we call unreached. There's very, very few that know. And we have a chance to go over there, send support, send money. March is a month called Simply Live. And we're asking everybody, the church, where I'm asking you to do it. I, I dare you to start living out your faith and go, you know what? I'm going to really go without some, some things and, and, and save money so I can Give it so that Jesus' name can be told to those who have not heard. I want to give them a chance. We should be desperate about that. You've gotten a chance to choose. They need a chance, and we need to fight for them for it. And, and, and let me share this. My, my, my plan for the month, I'm not going to go out to eat. Oh, and I'm so depressed. I'm so, I love to eat out. I love to eat. And um, I'm, I'm not going to go out to eat. We're not going to go bowling. We don't go bowling. So that's good. Um, but we're not going to we're not going to go do a mo- a mo- movies even with our kids. We're going to tone things down. We're not going to save save money in our bank account. Wh- whatever we don't spend on things that we need to survive for the month, we want to give it so that this un these unreached can hear the good news. And my challenge for you is this. And I'll, I will share this tonight's my last night to go to Chick Fil A for a while. I'm going to eat good tonight. I thank God for a leap year this year. The next, extra day to be a glutton is what, what I am. But tomorrow, don't ask me. Um, don't ask me if I want to come out to eat with you, because I, I might go. You're going out to eat, or I, well, please do ask me so we can talk. Um, but so I challenge y'all to be a part of it for a month. Can you do it for a month? It sort of does because we don't want you to spend money going out to eat. We want you to save it. Oh, well, that would still be wrong. I'd rather you didn't spend it. I appreciate the thought of you wanting to share and make yourself feel better, but that's wrong. So, I'm getting a little off. So, be, be a part of that. I challenge you to be a part of that. Um, so, God reveals himself within us. And uh, around us. Now, hang tight. This is not long. Um, hang tight because I want you to hear this part. I want you to hear the whole part, actually. Um, not only does God re- reveal himself to us, but man responds. And this is key because if you look at this, 
if you look at it right, you're going to see yourself. Um, and it's not pretty always to see ourselves, but you got to, got to take a look at this. Look at this. Um, in verse 21, it says, For although they knew God, it's talking about the, these men, it says they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were dark, dark, darkened. You know, it's like that song that I, well, I've been wanting you to, to learn, sort of. Um, and many men will... I've sung it a, a billion times, and I've got to look at it. Many men will dr- drink the rain and turn and thank the clouds. Um, you know, they're missing the point. God's the one that gives rain. The cloud doesn't do it. You don't think, you don't go, oh, I'm so glad, cloud, that you brought this. It's God is the one that is, is doing it. There's three things that, the ways that men respond. First, they're selfish. Look at this. It says they did not honor God or respect God, who they ought to respect. They did not thank God, give thanks to him when you ought to thank. And now someone who doesn't respect or doesn't thank, usually that person, we would call them a brat, a spoiled brat who's stuck on themselves and they're not respectful to someone who they ought to be to and they're not thankful to someone who has given them so much. And they're selfish. And it says this, that they became futile in their thinking. Their thinking and what they want to do with their life became a waste. When they turned their back on God, whatever they were going to do with themselves, it's just junk. And it says, and their, and their hearts became darkened. And we're going to hit that a lot more next week. But understand, the more you delve into the things of the world, the darker your heart will become. And you will turn away from the things of God and you will never give it a chance and God will let you go. We'll, we'll talk about that more next week. So, first of all, they were selfish. Look at this in verse 22. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Not only were they selfish, but they were foolish. I know you're going, how do you get that from there? Now, listen to this. We were watching, my wife and I um, had American Idol on last night, and a guy said said something, and I want to give y'all a little help here, okay? Probably more younger tend to do this, um, but I want to save you from sounding sort of like a fool. Um, The guy said, this guy said, dude, yeah, man, like, I am really funny. Okay, if someone says to you that they're really funny, are they funny? No, Bishop Bad. No, if someone's got to say, man, I am so smart, you don't even understand. What do you want to do? Slap them, right? Right? If they're really funny, they go, man, I am, I am so funny. Most people who, who, okay, and let me show you, it's okay to think that, you, that you're funny. Just don't say it out loud. Have a little class. And if you say it, man, I am so funny, you don't even understand. Usually it's like, Dude, get away from me because it's just not going to be funny at all. Um, Now, one thing I always hear around this youth group, and I hear it stinking every week, and that is, dude, Bishop is one funny dude. Now, now listen. Hey, put your hands down, Bishop. You're not helping me. (laughs) No, but it's it's true. Everybody talks about Bishop. He's a quick wit. He's just funny and just the way he looks funny. Um, you know, I mean, he's got the whole pa- package. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, but you know, what's great about it is Bishop doesn't walk around going, dude, guys, I am funny. <laughs> I mean, you do not see that because we'd be like, 
I mean, he would lose whatever clout he's ever gained. It's, it's gone. So, I'm sorry. Sorry, don't, don't toot or nothing. <laughs> now, <clears throat> best thing is this. Listen, this is the rest of that hint to help you out. Okay, this is the rest thing. Live your life and others will define what you are. And that's what the truth is. And you better live your life as a man of God, as a woman of God. We're all a child of God, pursuing God, a follower of Jesus. That's how you live your life and let others say, yeah, yeah, dude, man. That guy, I don't know what about him, but he, he loves God. There's no doubt. I don't believe in God, but he does, and he's doing something. Let others define who you are. Right here, it says this first. They claim to be wise. Dude, dude man, we're smart. <laughs> I mean, come on. And it says they became fools. Why? They claimed to be wise because they were going their own way. They were turning away from God's way. I mean, we can do it. We're smart enough. It says they became... And the word for fools there, um, it defines as moral, failure, or wicked. That's what fools means there. It's not like a, a clown. It sort of is a clown. But it's moral failure. So claiming to, to be wise, they became moral fa- 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 failures and wicked. And when you turn your back on God and go, I'm going to go my own way, the first thing you will do is fall into moral failure every time. And then you're going to join in with the wicked. You're going to become, you might go, I'm not in it that deep. Well, you're going to be in it though. Just, just think about it. Now this, this last point is going to, going to make some of y'all think I'm, I'm a nutcase more than you think already. Um, verse 23 says this. And, and um, let me start in verse um, 22 again. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. It says that they exchanged the glory of God and worshiping him for a lie. For things that God created. They worship the creation rather than the creator. And um, the first point is man chose to be selfish. Second, he chose to be foolish. And third, he chose to be religious. You might go, religious? Yeah. He chose to worship. And it's something other than God. But he's worshiping something. You see, humanism is a... concept of if in myself I can find righteousness and holiness and goodness. I can do it all in myself. And in that I am worshiping who? Me. I'm selfish. I'm worshiping me. Hinduism has over 300 million gods. I don't know how they, they, I haven't seen the list. I've just read that quite a few times. Of all different types of things and gods with lots of arms and things that crawl on the ground and things that that rise up, there's tons of them. Animism, which is usually found in Africa, worships animals. They've become gods to them. This verse points out to them. Um, we have others here, specifically, maybe not specifically in uh, America. Um, uh, one is American idolism, which can be found in pop stars, rock stars, um, the Grammys, the 
whatever and where we go, dude. And listen, I understand you like things, but um, when you choose something of what you want to be like, it ought not to be that. You can, you know, like, like it sort of, but when that's your top thing, dude, if I could just be that. No, your top thing, if you're a Christian, Jesus. Jesus Christ is, is it. And if something else gets in the way, do you understand that you've just fallen into this trap and something else has come in the way and you've neglected the glory of God for his creation, for a lie? Another ism is that we fall a trap to is athleticism. Ooh, that's good, ain't it? And it may not be what you play, but it may be. And it's okay to like sports teams and like guys and go, man, I want to sort of, I want to be like, I want to play like that guy. But you better want to be like Jesus more than you want to be like that guy. He, you need a a a a poster of him in your room, right? I'm not saying to do that, huh? Tebow is good, but he's wanting to be like him, Jesus. And above Tim, we want to be like Jesus because even Tim is flawed. I know, I love, I, well, I actually hate him a lot of times because, anyway, I can't talk about it. He's such a great guy. I want to hate him, but I can't. But he was a gator. So, um, you know, at church, we have folks that are trapped in a thing called um, um, checked in one time a week-ism. Where, you know, I come to church one time, one time a week, or maybe twice, I came to church, and youth group, bam! And you think... I am all good and that's enough. But when you come in here, you sit down and you listen. And some of you might go, well, Pastor Mike's just hard to understand. Can I tell you something? If you want to begin to understand, you can find stuff to understand. You've just got to learn to think. You come, hopefully you come to church to grow, to be more like Christ, to grow in your walk, to be like him. And some of you sit in church and go, I just didn't get a thing. Well, you know what? Thoughts on you. That you don't get something. You, 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 know, you go, well, I'm just 12 or 13. or You can really start to get this stuff. If you are striving, if you really are a follower of Jesus Christ, that means you follow him. That means you read about him. That means you want to be like him. That means you fight for it. That means you think about things. That means you chew on things. That, that means it's a part of, of your life. Are you with me? And if it's not, if you're not doing that, and you're just coming in, you clock in. It's just one of those things. And re- religion has become your God, and G- 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 Jesus Christ is not. Y'all are so excited to be here tonight. <clears throat> um, my, my, my notes were, were a lot worse than that. Can I tell you what I wrote? I wrote, get a grip, grow up, and quit being a baby. Amen. Your dad can say something good every now and then. Um, I, ch- I challenge you. I, ch- I challenge you. You're out of here, buddy. I challenge you um, to when you come to church, take some notes. You know, I don't... Sometimes I know there's some nights I don't have a whole lot good to say, I think, when, I, when I'm done... But it's the word of God, so there's something good in there. There's something good to write down, so write it down. I want to be like Christ. You're going to have to fight for it. Start taking notes. Bring, bring a little notebook. If you can't afford one, I'll get you a stinking notebook. So what's your response? Okay, God gives his response. He says, I reveal, reveal myself inside of you and all around you. And what is your response? Because it can be 
selfish. And some of you may be there going, dude, I've been selfish. It is really about me. I don't honor God. I don't thank God. It can be foolish. I'm good enough. I can make it. And we see that a lot. It can be religious where you're caught into something and it's not God. But something else has gotten in the way. It should be this. Your response should be, and we'll we'll leave it at this night. It should be, God, you're awesome, and I'm not. I do not deserve your grace. I do not deserve your son, but help me to fight for it and accept it and walk with you every day. That's your only response that's right. When he says, I reveal myself, what are you going to do? Respond to him. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you so much for your truth. I thank you so much that God, even in the midst of us being me, being selfish and foolish and religious, where things get in the way between you and me. God, I thank you that you do give chances. And Lord, help, help us to, when you give us a chance, respond in the right way. Understand who, how great, awesome creator God you are and how unworthy we are but you still love us and god we thank you for that god i ask that you will bless everyone here lord i ask that the teaching of your word tonight is honorable to you um and god help us to remember your truth even if it's just the verses that are read and pursue it more on our own god we just ask for you to work in us lord i thank you for each one here every home represented i ask that you bless every home that 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 you will um Just move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. That's it. I went a little late, uh, but we're all good. So um, y'all have a good week. That band rocked tonight, huh? Woo!